Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts. Saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. I'm Mark Weber, and you're listening to A Graphic Conversation, the bi-weekly podcast where we read, discuss, and review the best, and hopefully not the worst, in graphic novels. I'm joined, as I always am, by my good friend and fellow man-child, Ricky Widmer. What's up, what's up? And for this episode, we read Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on Serious Earth. You can just say Arkham Asylum. A it's serious okay. house <laughs> on the serious earth. Because when you search Arkham Asylum, everything that comes up is the game. And why And why are we reading uh, Because Asylum? Arkham Knight is here and coming out. It's coming out. In it's two not weeks. here yet. Yeah. It's coming out in two weeks. Uh, I'm excited. I'm not going to play it when it first comes oh, out, I will. but I am excited to play it. I will, it. and it will be on the YouTube channel. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It, it will be fun. The Batman games are a lot of fun. Uh, you know, a little... A little uh, Button mashy, but you get to be Batman. It's amazing. So what are you going to complain about? And I'm debating whether or not to pre-order it so I can be Red Hood. Maybe kill some people, too, because mm-hmm. Red Hood kills people. And you can be Catwoman, too. Yeah. I'm not Catwoman. Uh, I'm thinking Harley Quinn. You will be Catwoman, but you can be Harley Quinn. But I'm well. more I'm more pumped for the uh, Red Hood story pack. I don't know. Those Harley Quinn, uh, when they showed her fighting, she's got some fun moves. So I don't know. I think it would be pretty cool. Red Hood. Just doing, the, doing all the fight stuff, and then all of a sudden, gun to the face. Now, as we talk about this, that's not what this podcast no. is necessarily about. No, but that's why we read Arkham Asylum, A Serious yeah. House, yada, yada, yada. And, and for those of you who, uh, for some reason, maybe don't know about Arkham Asylum, Go I'm going to give get, you a little description. Give us a little something, something, Mark. So Arkham Asylum, essentially, uh, Batman is informed that the inmates of Arkham Asylum have taken over the facility. Huh, kind of like the game. And they're threatening to murder staff unless Batman agrees to meet with them. So, some of his worst enemies, his worst villains, such as the Joker, Two-Face, Killer Croc, Clayface, have all ganged up to, on this April Fool's Day, kill the Bat. Are they going to do it? I don't know. You'll have to wait and find out. I hope so. When this is, I think this would be. Uh, th- I, I would say for this one, Arkham Asylum, very different. Oh, this than- the most different graphic novel we have read ever. I would say it's the most. Mm, out I, there. I don't. I wouldn't say the, the most not, different one that we've read. Maybe not story, but definitely art wise, it is not. Yes. We have never read something so. I don't want to say graphic, but like the art style is very. It's different. It's very out there. I described it, um, and this isn't meant to be a knock, as very fan art. It doesn't look like what you expect a Batman graphic novel to look well, like. 
I get what they were trying to go with. It's trying to look like dark uh-huh. and they're getting to the like even Batman himself kind of longer. Yeah. Looks, and he's always like essentially ghost. just a giant shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which that's is how what Batman should be. Yeah. It's what you expect that the villains would see Batman. But as. it's a very like I feel like to fit the dark story that they were trying to display you needed an art style like this, and we're going to get into this later in the podcast. I like the art style. Uh, from what I remember, you said you didn't really like it that much. Yeah, I, this isn't the first time I've read uh, a graphic novel that has been in this style, and they're not my favorite, and I'll get into why later. They're not my favorite kind of style to to go through and read. Um, but with that being said, it looks cool. It looks awesome. Except for? Um, your only complaint with the art, what kind of text? Is, well, th- for the Joker, there's red text and no outline on it. So it's really kind of a pain to read. But it's so like you look at it. It looks right. And it's so Joker. Yeah, it and looks like, right. The one thing that as I was reading this, the like may maybe this is and I think we've talked about this before in past episodes. But when I read Batman, especially when I read this Batman because it's got the kind of darker imagery to it, and the text is different. Mm-hmm. There's a different text for when it's um, the head of Arkham. It's different when it's Batman. It's yeah. different when it's just the random doctor, when it's the Joker. And just how they write it, how they display the Joker text, I couldn't help but in my head hearing it, and I had to read it out loud because I had to try to put that Mark Hamill mm-hmm. spin on it. Of course. And you, oh, it's just, you can't help but do that. I feel like the the thing I, I say about the art, I feel like this is great. Uh, these are the, the best type of art to pull out and do something else with. Like you pull it out, you make a poster out of it. You can get it tattooed yeah. on yourself. You can post it on your Tumblr. You know, these are those type of things. I think that works really well. And that's why I compared it to the fan art. Yeah. Because it does look like that. Uh, and it's just it's just different. I mean, there's a reason why it probably is so rare and something you don't see that often. Um, because I, I do think it doesn't work. It doesn't serve as well to the story. Uh, when it just comes to reading the story, but it gets that perfect atmosphere to it. But the one thing I will say I love about the Joker text mm-hmm. is that Grant Morrison did his research and had his probably had his team do the research with the Joker because as I was reading it, trying to put that Mark Hamill spin on it, the I found myself like coming into like okay, this is like the emphasis that probably. Mark Hamill would put emphasis on this word, that mm-hmm. word, and you saw it as you read it because those words that you're like, okay, put a little bit of emphasis here. Boom, it's a little bold. It's a little mm-hmm. bit more bold and out there. So, so it's like, oh, that's so perfect. I, I want to take a step aside real quick just to give you guys a rundown. Maybe this is your first graphic conversation you've ever listened to. Essentially what we do in this podcast, we're going to talk about the book. Uh, right now we're in a spoiler-free section, so we won't spoil anything. You are safe. Uh, we're going to kind of give some recommendations, some things like that. Uh, then we will get into spoiler mode where we will talk about the story. We will talk about various, you know, anything where we could possibly spoil it. You don't have to have li- to have read it 
if you want to still listen. That's fine. You can join in. But if you do want to read it and you don't want things spoiled, we will tell you when to press pause. And then we will be here when you get back. Uh, so with that being said, Ricky, who is this graphic novel for? Who should read it? The more mature Batman fans. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there is, like I've said, you can read the Joker lines with that Mark Hamill kind of spin to it, but you're not necessarily going to give it to a kid that you can have them watch the animated series because this is, it's kind of like if the animated series was a lot more darker and meant for like mature teenager to adults, because there's times where the Joker goes off and then bam, calls him a bastard. And you're like, you know what? He wouldn't do that in the animated series, but in real life, I could see the Joker doing that and swearing mm-hmm. a little bit more because he's fucking insane. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely agree with the the mature standpoint. I think this is also something that works really well for people who want something different. You know, maybe you feel as you're reading your issues every week, every it's month. It's not that cookie cutter yeah, art style. It, it feels stale. This will be something that kind of spices it up. It's a different thing. Uh, you might not like it. You might love it. I don't know, but it'll definitely give you a different feel and just kind of a realization of a different direction that you could go in. And especially with Batman, because I said to you, Ricky, uh, before we were recording that this doesn't feel like Batman. It feels like something completely different. This is a complete reinterpretation. Go all the way back to episode one. Compare this to Hush. Oh, yeah, it's completely different. Whereas like Hush, you get that like. You look at Batman, you can tell, like, okay, black cape, mm-hmm. gray kind of uh, uniform piece, whereas this is just, like, black Batman. Yeah, it's almost but even, not even the art, just the psyche of the characters and, and stuff like that. It's just very different. It kind of reminds me, and this is going back into my 90s knowledge. Do you remember, I want to say it was on Cartoon Network, the What a Cartoon series? Uh, where it's like, I don't believe so. Where the opening was like, da 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 what? Oh, I know what you're talking about from that, but I don't know. It was like they were very short cartoons, and the one that go ahead on YouTube right now, hit the pause button, look this up. It was I want to say Drac and Bindi was the name of the short um, cartoon for the Water Cartoon. But when I see Batman in this kind of Arkham Asylum art style, it just makes me think of Dracula. From that cartoon, kind of like how he's just lanky and you don't really see. It's kind of like a morphing, like, he's not really, like, you can't really see a body. It's like... Mm, he's a shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of what Batman is in this. But, uh, so so those are our kind of thoughts. Uh, I'm guessing we both think people should read this. I, I think that's a safe thing if you're, to say. If you like Batman, read it for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I think we're both... Kind of saying that you should read it. Um, and with that being said, uh, now just to put this out there, Ricky, you've read this before. This, this was my first time with it. This was my second or third Batman mm-hmm. novel that I read. So um, kind of, I mean, did you have any different expectations coming into it this time? Or was uh, it pretty much the same? You know what? It was more of a, like, because the, the last time I read it was when Arkham Asylum, the game came out. Mm-hmm. And I bought it. Because I played the game and I'm like, you know what? I want to see kind of like when you watch the movie and you go, yeah, the movie was good, but I want to see how much better the book is. Mm -hmm. And I like this a little bit better because if you played the game, 
the ending to the game is like really Titan Joker. Mm-hmm. Really, we had to go there. But with this graphic novel, it kind of is like, okay, this is what it was supposed to be like. For sure. And it kind of had, and we're going to get to it, that kind of cliffhanger, not cliffhangering ending, but that like ending where it's like, it's an ending and I can go, oh, what if it went the other way? Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I think for me, my expectations coming into this, I was excited to read it. I really was. I thought it was going to be a lot of uh, a very I, mean, I, I knew it was different. I think that was kind of because of me, too, because I yeah. kind of pumped it up a little bit. So, yeah, I, I mean, it definitely I wouldn't necessarily say that it, I was let down or anything by it, but it just it's it's just something that the hype train was too high. Yeah, it was a little much. So I, I wasn't necessarily let down, uh, but I should have probably tempered my expectations a little bit coming in. Probably should have pumped. I probably shouldn't have pumped Pump it up so much. Them breaks. But I love pumping up Batman yeah, graphic do. novels. So with that being said, is there anything else that we need to get into while we are in spoiler free territory? I don't think so. So with that being said, if you do want to read this and you don't want things spoiled, hit the pause button. If you don't care for spoilers, you've already read it. You're ready for the conversation. Here we go. We are now in spoiler section. So uh, with this with this here. Okay, so we know Batman's coming in to the asylum here. Uh, We kind of know what's going to happen because we've played the game and stuff like that. With does it surprise you in the beginning that some of the hostages actually want to stay. No, not really, because, I mean, think about any nurse, mm-hmm. any kind of uh, practitioner. When you are taking care of someone and caring for someone, like nurses do, sometimes you, depending, even if it's a person that, the normal world would say, oh, you are clinically insane. Mm -hmm. Get away from me. You kind of create a bond. So the way I saw it was these doctors, nurses, they were like, well, you know what? I've been taking care of these patients. I kind of have at least some point of a, I care for this person. Not like Mm -hmm. a necessarily, oh, you are my friend, I care for you. You are my mother, I care for you. But just a, I just, I've been taking care of you. I want to see you get better. I don't want to abandon you Mm -hmm. type of a thing. Yeah, I I think it's interesting. Uh, If it was me, I'd be like, nope, see ya. Yep. Because these guys are insane. Uh, Because the Joker, he was going to kill Pearl. Yeah, and I mean, he does kill somebody as well to get- He uh, shoots the guy in the face. Yeah, and that's a good place to start off. I'm like, oh, this is serious here. Uh, uh, And that's like his his way of saying, Batman, listen, I'm not messing around. You are going to listen to me. And that whole thing was the story he was telling before he kills the guy Mm -hmm. is like- Oh, I'll tell you a story. There was this guy and he was having a baby and he was all nervous in the waiting room and the doctors come out and he goes, well, are my wife and baby son okay? And they go, yeah, they're fine. And he walks in and the baby's not there and the mom's not there. And they go, oh yeah, that's right. They died. April fools. And bam, shoots the guy in the face. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, Joker, you got my attention. Around. You got my attention. And, uh, and I think... Something like I said, this is the Joker mm-hmm. that we expect. That this is more that real. We did, this is the Joker that we didn't have to tame down. Yeah, and I think with this one too, it, it serves well to kind of because you kind of expect it to be maybe a little bit more like your previous uh, 
graphic novels or or movies or whatever for Batman. But this kind of just gets rid of everything. He tells his little story. You expect something cute, and then boom, shoots a guy in the face. So you go, oh, we're in for a serious ride here. This is mature. I need to kind of, uh, I guess, tighten up a little bit and yeah. get ready for some some kind of sick stuff. Because this book, you could describe it as sick for sure. Uh, I want to talk about Two-Face because I like what they do with his character. How they fuck with him. They do. They ruin him. They basically say he's got, the, for, maybe you don't know about Two-Face, he's got a coin, he flips it, heads, you know, tails, whatever it is. Because it's his personality, black and white. Yeah, he's all about duality. So he says, you know, if it's heads, you die. If it's tails, you live. Uh, except for really, it's the scratch mark, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and, and what they do is they give him, a, they take away the coin, they give him a six-sided die. Now you have six options. He actually responds fairly well to it. Then they give him a tarot card deck, which tarot cards, I believe, have more than your standard 52. I believe it's like 60 or 70 and something I believe options. there was one more thing after the tarot cards that they were going to give him. They were going, yeah, I, I think they might have been giving him something else, but there's no way They he was were going to, and the thing early on is Batman even says to the doctor, yeah, it's really working well that he can't even make the decision of going to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're you know for them it's like oh no this is good he's not so obsessed with this but yeah it's kind of it kind of ruins him. He pissed himself because he couldn't decide whether or not to go to the bathroom because there were so many choices in that deck. Mm-hmm. There are so many choices. It wasn't just heads I go tails I don't. Although, that would be bad, too. I mean, you got a 50-50 shot of, like, Heads the bathroom, tails my pants. Like, oh, oh, guess I'm going to need a new pair of pants again today. So, yeah, I, I what kind of really gets into the meat of this, uh, the Joker decides we're going to play a game of hide-and-seek with the Batman. Uh, he's going to have an hour to escape Arkham, and if he doesn't do it in that hour, we're going to come get you and hunt you down. But the Joker's good old friends convince him yeah, about that whole hour thing. Let's just go kill him now. And that's exactly what happens. Uh, so they come after him not too long. Uh, he's got some good fights. Mad Hatter, Clayface, uh, Killer Croc. Do you have any kind of Do you have a favorite one of these fights? Uh, mine was always the Mad Hatter because it goes with that kind of Alice in Wonderland. And at the beginning mm-hmm. of the book, there's the quote from Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. They do have that. Uh and I, I personally, I like Killer Croc because I like, I like that Batman. Uh, he's he's tossed out a window and he grabs onto a statue, uh, and, and basically he has this awesome moment here where how is he possibly going to get out of this? And he does because he impales Killer Croc. And then throws him out the window. Like we said, I put love your mature hat. Yeah, and, and you get a little bit more violent with Batman because you have you have moments here and there. Yeah. There's different graphic uh, graphic novels and different movies where he gets a little more violent. Uh, he maybe gets pushed to that limit, but I think this is a great moment of testing his sanity because that's something that happens in this. He does have his sanity tested, and we see it. Uh, I know you love the flashbacks to his parents. Yeah, I was and just going to bring that up. It's a little crazier well, in this case. And it's not like, okay, the one scene that kind of jumps out to me is when it's, they come out and then, like, the parents were like, oh, how could you embarrass me like that? Yada, yada, like, they're badgering him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. At first, I'm like, I don't know if I like this because... I'm more of the side of maybe like Batman Begins where his dad's understanding, his parents are nice people, 
they were just like, it's okay, Bruce. Everyone gets scared. Yeah. It's fine. But however, the way I thought was, oh no, this is probably in his head. Mm. He thinks that because he's, he can't help but be like, it's my fault. If I never got scared, we never leave early. Dad and mom never get shot. Yeah, for sure. And it could be at the same time. How do we know Scarecrow's in this? Mm-hmm. How do we know that Scarecrow's not pumping his fear toxin? He could. Just ambiance. And mm-hmm. it's that's what makes Batman think back to that and think of it that way. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, uh, definitely a possibility. Now, something I like that happens uh, as we move forward in this graphic novel is that Batman uh, meets up with Cavendish, who is the guy behind it. Kind of surprising. You would expect it to be Joker because Joker's the guy leading initially. Maybe even you expect that it's someone like the Mad Hatter because we had the quote from the beginning. Uh, but no, it's Cavendish in this one who basically we had this weird back hit and throughout the graphic novel of course we had some of this uh some of these flashbacks to uh amadeus arkham i believe Mm -hmm. is the name yep uh who was the original owner uh of arkham asylum it was his mom's house she died she died he gets the house but Um, he left yeah he leaves he comes back to make it a uh an asylum for those who Mm -hmm. are mentally ill uh but there's, it gets weird where there's something about like supernatural bats torturing uh, his mom, and then Cavendish thinks that he is like possessed by the original Amadeus, and now he puts it in his head. He puts two and two together that that bat that was responsible for terrorizing my mom and wanting my mom to kill herself, it's Batman. Yeah. And now I have my time. Now is my chance to get my revenge on the bat. And that's really what this whole thing is about. And and I think it's interesting to kind of have that go back. I think it's interesting to have the villain, the main villain, the guy behind this, to be somebody you wouldn't expect, kind of sort of, without spoiling it, but kind of sort of like Batman Hush. You don't mm-hmm. expect whoever is behind yeah. it. Um, I like that. And I like that it goes back to like the, the whole psyche of various people from way behind and stuff like that. And I, I like how they kind of keep going with that, with that thread throughout this. So I'm definitely a fan. Um, do you have any problems with that being the way it goes? Do you like it? No, because I mean, the way it always is, is the Joker is Batman's main villain. Mm-hmm. However, there, there's always multiple layers to something. So in this case, the Joker is just the facade. He's the, kind of smokescreen over here. Oh, wait, here's the real villain. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And it does get weird um, with the, uh, they have the whole, like, he's wearing a wedding dress. He's got a razor. He's coming to kill the bats uh, and everything like that. But, um, you know, essentially, uh, it is fascinating that Arkham does get put in Arkham Asylum. He gets put in his own asylum, and that's kind of the very unfortunate prison for him because he goes insane himself yeah and maybe that kind of alludes to batman a little bit the dangers of going insane yourself with this because he is struggling with things throughout this he's struggling with his parents death and and batman uh, just in general is and i mean he always struggles it's the fine he's the one that rides the line Mm -hmm. where 
it's exactly like it's the line they love to quote from like the Dark Knight series is I think it's you're either you either you either die a hero you either die a hero or live a long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of sort of what this hints at as well with this. Uh so much so that where when Batman is fighting Cavendish, the only reason he wins is because uh Adams, who's being threatened by Cavendish before, kills him. So more death involved with this, which I think is interesting. It's they don't go with the classic Batman. He just got stopped, and now he's going to get arrested. Yeah. Justice is served. Uh, a lot of people die in this, which is great, I think. Uh, well, like we said, it's a darker Batman yeah. novel. Yeah, for sure. Um, so to kind of move forward story-wise, uh, just get through some of this stuff. Uh, Batman, of course, he gets an axe. He starts breaking down the door. He's going to leave. But this is when uh, he kind of gets caught up, and the Joker is here, and the Joker's going to kill him. The Joker's got him, and he's got him good. But what Batman does, because he he got Two-Face's coin from Adams, he gives Two-Face the option, you decide. Here it is, you're back to duality. You can decide my fate. Flips it, fortunately Batman gets out fine. It landed in Batman's favor, maybe. As Batman leaves, we find out it actually didn't. It landed that Batman should be killed, and Two-Face just decided, you know what, no, we're going to let him go. I love that, because that is such a great Two-Face story for someone who honestly isn't in this that much. It's kind of the, it always, and we've seen the Joker say this, like, in the animated series, Mm -hmm. and I, it just brings me back to this with this ending is, and it's kind of like the Heath Ledger line when he was the Joker, where it's like, I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do if I got my hands on one. Yeah. And it's kind of like the Joker, Harley, Two-Face, Croc, Mm -hmm. all these villains. It's like your main goal is you want to kill Batman. But if you kill Batman, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do? And I think for the Joker, maybe not in this graphic novel, but for his character just overall. Mm Mm-hmm. He is more fun messing with Batman than really trying to kill him. Yeah, and they he always, wants to try to kill him to see how Batman's going to escape. And a lot of times they get into the whole the only reason the Joker exists is because Batman exists and things like that. So, and that's the same thing for a lot of these villains. They only exist because of Batman. Uh, so I think with that kind of goes into it too. Of without Batman, what are they going to do? They need him here. That's their purpose in life. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just love that for Two Face. He gets this moment to shine, and he really does. He actually makes a choice on his own. Uh, and it is a bit of a thank you for Batman. I'm like, thank you, because Batman essentially saved his life. I mean, what's he, he going to do with those tarot cards? crazy with those tarot cards. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to work out for him. So Batman really does save him. Do you really think that's why he goes, that's his, like, thank you for saving me? I think so. Me. And mm. my sanity, well, my, as my close insanity. sanity that yeah. I can get. Yeah, I think that is why. I don't know if you have any different thoughts or anybody uh, listening might have different thoughts. Well, I mean, the only other thing I can kind of think of is if we go back, like, into the lore, Harvey Dent, Mm -hmm. old DA, has kind of a little bit of a different history at Batman and maybe was like, you know what? If I kill this guy, I really don't trust the guy to my right to be kind of like the 
pseudo ruler of Gotham. Because mm-hmm. if Batman dies, Joker tries to take over. If I'm Two Face, I'm going. I don't know what how I feel with a uh, really insane guy taking yeah. taking the helm. Batman's a little insane too. Yeah, but yeah, Batman, I get what you're saying. But it's all about checks and balances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joker keeps kind of Batman in check. Batman definitely keeps mm-hmm. the Joker in check. And of course, if you're listening right now, you I'm sure you agree with one of us or disagree with both of us. You can let us know at uh, Most Valuable Pod on Twitter. I'm also at the Mark Weber. Ricky's at Ricky Widmer. If you or want let to disagree us know with in the us, comment section down below. Exactly. So with this being said, though, um, let's talk a little bit about Joker because I think Joker's a little different okay. than this. Uh, do you like? Because I personally love it. The whole Joker doesn't have a personality. He reinvents himself every day for whatever he chooses to be. Eh, kind of a little bit because, I mean, that really goes off of the he's really like cuckoo. Yeah. Bonkers. Mm-hmm. I, I like it, too, because it really shows that, like, because there's always the mystery of how does the Joker come to be? And the answer is don't ever answer this damn question. Always yeah. leave it a mystery, please. I, I don't like when people try and hint or try and give clues. Uh, you know what I will say I would love to see? Huh. I would love to see this graphic novel, maybe if it's even just the first scene, a table read, like camera on them, mm-hmm. of Kevin Conroy and Hamill just reading the back and forth between. It could be interesting. Because, like, I just feel like this this insane Joker, mm-hmm. let's give let's give Hamill the true insane Joker that we want to see him. I, I think the one thing I want to say about the Joker, too, that I, that I really love with this, um, I do like that it is different. I mean, we get a different Batman, we get a different Joker. These aren't the things that you're used to, and it kind of challenges you a little bit while keeping some familiarity, but uh. it does challenge you a bit. And, and I like that. I like when when an author comes in uh, and really just decides to do kind of what they want. And this is Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison can come into any series ever and just do whatever he wants. But I I like when they say, hey, I don't care what you are familiar with. I don't care what you're used to. I don't care what you expect. Yeah. This is what you're going to get. I I love that about it. Now, with that being said, of course, uh, my problems with it, I just – with this art style, and it's not about this graphic novel in particular, it's just this type of book. With this type of graphic novel, art style, um, just to be fair, let me, the uh, Dave McKean, the illustrator, I just find them hard to read. And I find them kind of hard to follow because it's all just so dark and dreary. And I feel like I just personally kind of get lost in it. Yeah, but for this story, I mm-hmm. feel like it fits, like I said. Oh, it does fit. This art fits. It does fit. It's just unfortunate for me that yeah, you this is something I can't fully enjoy you because can't I can't do, it do this a, part. You couldn't do it with the more crisper, mm. like, hush or the cartoony of, like, Marvel yeah. comics. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why, for me, Arkham Asylum, the game, I definitely do enjoy this one I don't enjoy as much just because it's something that I can't get into. It's just me personally that I can't get into this yeah. type of style. Uh, yeah, it's just interesting. And, of course, I complained about the Joker's uh, the Joker's text. All they had to do to make it better, it would ruin the effect. But all they had to do is put a little speech bubble around it, and I would have been able to read it. But you can't do that because it just it ruins it ruins the whole effect. Man up point. and just deal with it. Well, I mean, no, I'm just saying what my my problems are yeah. with it. But yeah, I mean that is exactly what it is, and I, I'm sure obviously this is a very popular graphic novel. People love it, uh, and if you love it, 
let us know at a graphic conversation. I'm at the Mark Weber. Ricky's at Ricky Widmer. Uh, real quick, let's end this with our reviews. What are you giving it? Four out of five. Four out of five. Solid four out of five. It's a good story. It's the art fits the story. I love the Joker to Batman kind of conversations that go on. I love the inner turmoil mm-hmm. that we see with Batman, especially the earlier in the graphic novel when it's kind of like, maybe this is my imagination kind of taking form of it though, where it's the doctor brings up like word association and the Joker, I can just imagine him dancing on like, Ooh, word association. Mm-hmm. Let's do it, Batman. Yeah. And it's like, the doctor just goes this. He goes, mother, handle, revolver, gun, father. They mm-hmm. just go, stop, stop. And you can just like see like it's bringing Batman to a dark place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely good. Um, not great for me. My thing I will say, uh, obviously this is my personal review. So if I was going completely unbiased, it would be a little higher. But for me personally, just because it doesn't. The art style just doesn't work for me. I have to give it a three. Love the story. Love what they did with the characters. For me, it's just a hard one to get through. That's why, like I said, love the game. If they did a movie or an animated version of it, I would love it so much yeah, because I love this story. the ending to this one is so much better, better than, than the game. game for sure. Yeah, because the game, I mean, the game is just, and now I've reached my final form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one of those uh, that we have. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about the whole, the conclusion, I should say, of the yeah, Arkham trilogy. With Arkham Knight coming out. The official trilogy. We're, we're, yeah. we're ignoring Origins because that's what, they, that's what Rocksteady, Rocksteady likes to do. Rocksteady's coming back. Yeah, Rocksteady ignores Origins, so we're going to do it too. <laughs> uh, but you can check out some of some Ricky's thoughts. Uh, he's going to probably be playing the game on, you, on you YouTube. You want to know a uh, fun fact about one of the voices in Arkham Knight? Sure. The voice of... I want to say it is Nightwing mm-hmm. is a special quarterback from one of our favorite TV series. Oh, Jason Street. Yep, Jason Street's from Friday Nightwing. Night Lights. Go watch Friday Night Lights <laughs> uh, and and bring some tissues. But yeah, with that being said, uh, come back next time for the next episode when we read Wanted. This is going to be a fun one for sure. What if everything in your life was out of your hands and those around you propelled your fate? Your girlfriend left you for your best friend. Your boss gave your job to someone better. What if then, after all of this, someone gave you back total control? What if he revealed you were next in line to join a secret society of supervillains that controlled the entire planet? What would you do? Find out in two weeks when we read Wanted right here on A Graphic Conversation. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.